Listener Production. US and European stocks continue to grind higher, encouraged by the latest economic readings. And a flat start to trade is expected in Australia on Thursday ahead of key jobs data. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday, the 20th of July. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, US and European markets put in quite a decent effort last night. The latest spate of economic readings providing a fillip for investors. We saw the Dow Jones close higher by 109 points or 0.3%. The S&P 500 index gained 0.2%. And it was a workmanlike effort from the NASDAQ. The tech shares were up by four points or just less than 0.1%. Indeed. So I suppose for some context, yesterday was quite a strong session. You saw uh, the indices started there. Low, lowest ebb. They finished around the highs of the session. And whilst today's gains weren't necessarily breathtaking, what you saw was some encouraging evidence of consolidation. So the markets wanted to hold on to the highs of yesterday's session. There was some brief exploration, a little bit lower, like the NASDAQ dipped into negative territory, but wasn't happy to stay there. So are you quite encouraged by what you saw last night? I thought it was reasonably good. I thought it was a good session in that what we did see was the banking sector continuing to perform quite well, and that included the regional banks at the same time. So the KBW Regional Bank Index, which has been a focus of ours for a few months, with some of those stresses in the regional banks, that rose for a third straight session last night, and we did see quite a good outcome there broadly. And we did see the likes of Citizens Financial, M&T Bank, US Bank Corp, not banks that are widely known, but their share prices are up by up to around 6% overnight as they beat Wall Street expectations with their second quarter profits. So why don't we just reduce that to the human experience in terms of what's happened in the last week? At the risk of oversimplifying things, you have seen analysts uh, analyse the latest round of earnings numbers. They have been encouraged, and you have seen that filter through into the performance of bank stocks, and that is why the uh, KBW, for example, the uh, banking index did as well as it did, and that's important because it's quite a broad catchment of financial stocks. But I want to pull out a little bit further, Ryan, when you consider the last fortnight, uh, roughly, the encouraging news that we have seen on inflation in a range of jurisdictions could reasonably be uh, considered the foundation for the rally that we have seen as far as that period is concerned. For one quite important reason, uh, be it whether or not you look at Europe or the United States, we have seen a considerable readjustment in uh, government bond yields over the course of that period. So if you look to the United States, for example, you have seen a 10-year Treasury note. So slightly longer dated uh, government bonds, longer term interest rates. A 10-year Treasury note has gone from just above 4%, 4.1% thereabouts, to around 3.74% in yield. So the yield has fallen, the price has risen, and that is an indication that the markets for whatever reason, are feeling a little more comfortable in terms of the inflationary outlook. And that is the nub of the issue when it comes to the performance of, of stocks and a whole range of other things. What we did see last night was the 10-year down by just four basis points to 3.75%. The two-year, however, was steady 
up by just one basis point to 4.76%. So we have seen a relative calm in the US government bond market. We did see a strong auction last night. We saw 12 billion of 20-year bonds auctioned at a yield of just over 4%. So that demand for government bonds remains firm at the moment. And we did see some slightly weaker economic data out of the US, particularly in the housing market last night. So that did contribute to a bit of a bid for US Treasuries as well, Tom. Yeah, to your point around the housing market, the most improved sector last night in the US was the real estate sector. So uh, again, that's a reflection of that drop in long and short-term interest rates. The consumer-focused stocks were amongst the most improved as well, consumer discretionary and uh, financial stocks. And as you say, that it was all buttressed by the improvement in the financials. So as to where we go from here, it's pretty straightforward when it comes down to the quality of the numbers that we see out of the earnings season. Well, absolutely. After the close of trade today, we'll have to sift through those numbers eventually, but we obviously get some significant updates that come through and we have the likes of Netflix, for example. They're about to report. So these will be very market moving today and we'll look out for those. But one of the things that stood out last night just in terms of the banks was Goldman Sachs. So, of course, one of the biggest Wall Street banks saw its share price lift by 1.2%. It reported a three-year low in profit, but CEO David Solomon made positive comments about signs of a recovery in investment banking, which was quite telling. It does point to the fact that that commercial real estate issue, which we've been talking about, is percolating in the background despite better results generally, and certainly that's something to look out for. The important thing is now to see whether or not those stocks can consolidate because that performance with the regional bank picture it's closely related in terms of the psychology that relates to, to both of those sectors. So it's important to just keep an eye on those because they are sort of canaries in the coal mine. Well, real estate is, in terms of the shares, real estate investment trusts are bond proxies. Yes. And what we have seen, as we talked about Do you earlier- Do explain what a bond proxy is, Ryan? Well, certainly, <laughs> if you look at real estate shares, so the, the income there is, is quite tightly- related to the fortunes of interest rates. Yep. And what we have seen is that that steadying in the bond market in terms of moves. We have seen, as you mentioned, a bit of a rally in those bond yields, but also a repricing of interest rate expectations with that disinflationary pulse potentially coming through on the consumer side. So what that means is that's provided a level of support for real estate shares. Typically when bond yields lift, we do see real estate shares sell Suffer. off. Yep. And what we did see last night, and we'll get to it, is what happened in the UK. And that was really- That the, was the plat de jour. And we saw Britain's inflation rate drop to the lowest in 15 months. That fueled hopes among investors and economists of a shift away from the worst price spiral in the group of seven economies. So the consumer price index annualised, cooled sharply to 7.9% in June from 8.7%, marking the first time in five months the headline reading came in lower than expected. It was better- than expected as well on the core front, which is what the Bank of England looks at. And and all central banks. Then. And all central banks. And that measure strips out volatile food and energy prices. That dropped for the first time in five months to 6.9% with services inflation also cooling. So what that meant is the market repriced expectations around the Bank of England. The market now sees a key policy rate of below 6%. The market was pricing in above that. What we saw on the back of that was gilt sword sending the yield of the two-year note more than 20 basis points lower to 4.86%, and we saw the pound down by 0.8%. That supported the UK FTSE 100 index, which rose by 1.8%, the strongest market across the Northern Hemisphere last night. 
Indeed. So um, just for the bond lovers, uh, the gilts uh, traded from a range. So in the case of a two-year gilt, it was around uh, 5.03 at its highest, and then it went as low as 4.73%. So that is a big move. Massive uh, in move. Anyone's language. Absolutely. And what we saw, getting to your point about real estate, Tom, was on the FTSE 100, beaten down home builders share surged by 7% as investors cheered the data showing the fall in inflation or at least the slowest pace in more than a year. So certainly those real estate and home builders shares did quite well. In fact, uh, when you look at the measure that captures the top 50 stocks in Europe, uh, real estate stocks were the most improved in that group. Energy, uh, the second most, and uh, the communication providers were uh, in third place. But uh, just looking at the UK market, it really stood out last night in terms of its gain, up 1.8%. By comparison, the French were only up by around 0.1%. They were busy watching the Queen stage on the Tour de France and the German DAX uh, just in negative territory. So, Ryan, as we start the day locally, uh, the futures are indicating that we'll be off to a flat start today. Uh, we had a solid gain yesterday, nothing that you'd mention in a note home, up by a little over a half of 1%. I think perhaps there was um, a, a sense that investors were looking forward today. It's a big day, Tom. So in terms of commodity markets, just to provide a bit of context for the Aussie session, the US oil NYMEX price fell by 0.5% to 75.35 US dollars a barrel overnight. What we saw there was US crude inventories fall by 708,000 barrels last week. That compared to analyst expectations for a drop of 2.4 million. So we saw a fairly muted reaction to that inventory data. The gold price was steady at 1980.80 US dollars an ounce, and iron ore futures fell 0.1% to 112.08 US dollars a tonne after Rio Tinto said second quarter iron ore shipments yesterday fell due to weak Chinese demand. So attention today will be on some of those larger resource companies, BHP Group, Evolution Mining, and Santos all provide sales and production updates. So that's certainly something to look out for, Tom. BHP shares will be on watch when it releases its update. Goldman Sachs analysts are expecting BHP to report above consensus iron ore shipments of 64.9 million metric tonnes for the quarter, above that consensus number. And we have seen, of, of course, a big focus on Chinese demand, Chinese stimulus in the commentary from Rio Tinto. Bearing in mind, BHP has a fully frank dividend yield of 8.6%. So, um, well, those yield-hungry investors would be licking their lips. They will be. So look out for that one. And of course, at the same time, we've got shares of Kelly Partners trading ex-dividend. Grain Corp pays investors its dividend. And we've got the jobs data to look forward to, Tom. In terms of what we have seen, again, I'm, I'm pulling back out to that fortnight window of uh, recent times, uh, that move lower in government bond yields has pushed the uh, US dollar considerably lower over that time. So the US dollar index has fallen by around 4% over the course of the last couple of weeks. That's a sizable move in the currency, and that has broadly been quite supportive as far as commodity prices are concerned. So whilst uh, oil was only a little bit weaker today, you know, it has pushed up towards that 77 US dollar mark from that high 68 region where it 
sort of kind of sprung out of there quite quickly. Gold um, has actually had a pretty decent rally over the last two weeks as well. It's it's up by about 4%, so quite a close relationship to the fortunes of the US dollar in that regard. In terms of the Aussie market today, the big focus at 11.30 Australian Eastern Standard Time will be the Labor Force report. How important is this, Ryan? This is pivotal, isn't it? This is important. Consumer prices next week will be even more important. So Commonwealth Bank economists are forecasting that there'll be 15,000 job gains in the month of June. The unemployment rate is expected to come in at about 3.7%. We have seen the unemployment rate range bound between 3.5% and 3.7% since November. So just a smidgen above the 50-year low that we saw at the end of last year. So the participation rate is broadly going to be at record high, 66.9%. So what we're expecting to see is certainly if we have a very strong number. so Like last month. Like last time, well over 70,000. That took kids by surprise, didn't it? Absolutely. So if we see a number well above twenty-five to 30,000, I think that, of course, the markets will start to reprice those interest rate <laughs> expectations for August. Yeah, that's probably fair to say. That's really where the risk is. At the moment, the market's kind of, you know, um, listening to this lullaby about moderating inflation. Uh, they will get a nice dose of the smelling salts if these uh, jobs figures come come in north of 30, for example. You will see um, quite a bit of choppiness in these markets, you'd think. Absolutely. So, you know, we saw 75,900 jobs added in May. So, one would think that- You'd get some payback. There could be some statistical payback here. So, it could be weaker than- anticipated, but let's look out for that one and see what happens. Indeed. Let's uh, reflect on some closing prices uh, or some prices as we speak at the moment. So the Aussie dollar uh, trading around 67.7 US cents. As I said, uh, SPY futures just slightly to the worst of around two points. Uh, Anything else you want to say, Ryan? I was just going to mention that just after the close, flashing on my screen, Netflix subscriptions jumped by 8%. Revenue climbs as password sharing crackdown takes hold. They've been cracking down, haven't they? They've cracked down. So what we have seen broadly is better than expected results by the looks of things from Netflix, but we'll have to sift through those numbers. Indeed. Thank you very much for tuning in. Please continue to follow our show and leave a review. And go the Matildas. Go the Matildas. Go Sammy Kerr. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.